0: stand in reverence to the word of God. Hallelujah. Uh, Wow, it scares me when they say all these things. (laughs) He doesn't live with me on a daily basis. My wife does. (laughs) For 33 years. And wives say the truth. (laughs) Pants down. (laughs) To God be the glory, it's good to be here. Um, As the brother was saying... I consider this my house. Uh, when I first got transitioned from a church where everything was wrong and you had you, you were on your way more to hell than to heaven, and I knew the truth revealed through the revelation of the word. Um, I met Pastor Victor in 1975. It was a summer, and he was in a basement rehearsing. He used to be a musician with a small group and his worship team. And I could only say this, God is good. Amen. Amen. And his mercy endures forever. Bless God. You know, we go through ups and downs and hard times. But one thing, Jesus never changes. And it's good to have a friend like Jesus. Never changes, knows who you are. You can't give him no tricks. Doesn't matter what you have on. You're still the same guy because he knows you. That's right. But he still loves you. That's right. Amen? Yeah. God's love is, it protects us. It guides and, and covers us. So it's good to be here. Although I see a lot of faces and we sometimes think that's bad, but that is the best thing that can happen to any church. See different faces at all times. You should always feel comfortable in your local house. The day you start getting comfortable is the day that danger begins. Because you already know the program, it becomes monotonous, you already know everyone, you should always come with the expectancy of receiving something new. Let God show you who He is, not who He was. Hello? Because you know something doesn't mean you know God. You know God on a daily basis. And you know him because every day you're looking to try to understand him. God is not understandable. We understand what changes us. And we understand it because we are changed. And change is not change until you, not people around you, until you change. How many of us ready to be changed? You're in the right place. Hallelujah. This is the mind-changing factory. Not because it's church, but because we're in Jesus Christ. Exactly. Father, we give you honor. We give you glory. We give you praise. We thank you for this time of worship. I pray that the Holy Spirit may help us to discern, receive, and dissect your word, Lord God. Not only do you become hearers, but doers of your word. Help us to be open letters. Help the people of the world, people that live. Father, dwell in darkness. Be revo- revolutionized by the light that shines from our lives, Lord. Not us, but the Word made flesh in our lives. We give you honor, glory, and praise, and we pray it in Jesus' name. And how many say? Amen. Matthews 22. Let us look. Matthews 22. I know the pastor is ministering. And it's amazing how God's Word comes to pass. Pastor Victor and I, we've been friends for many years, and the Lord has spoken throughout the years so many things. And you don't sometimes see things fulfilled until many years go by. And the fact that I'm here and he's somewhere else only brings fulfillment of the things that God has spoken to us many years ago. Bless God. Amen. Matthew chapter 22. Um, Let us uh, read from verse 36 and two verses, three actually, 33 through 38. And the word of the Lord says, and I read in the name of Jesus. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. In the name of Jesus, we read his word. You may be seated. Many of us can... Be encouraged by questions, especially when you know the answer. But it's uncomfortable when people start asking you questions just because they want to know something. Jesus was on a daily basis challenged. Jesus faced a group of religious folks. And he was on constantly, he was challenged. Not that he was challenged because he didn't know the... But he was actually put to test. Not that he wasn't going to pass the test. But these religious groups, mainly two of them, would set traps to see how Jesus would answer. And either way, they they were confused even before they would ask the question. Because they would answer the question in their minds. If he says this... Is going to go against us but if he says the other is also going to come against us so they would study and they would try to dissect which question we can ask him to degrade or uh, make his ministry be disrespected and we find in the book of matthew uh in this chapter 20 the 22nd chapter we find that jesus was answered or rather asked many questions. And on that same chapter, verses before, if you realize, um, verse 34, it says, hearing that Jesus had silenced silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. In other words, he had won a debate. Now the other group said, if he won this debate, let's see if we can get him this other way. And they asked Jesus, Jesus, uh, To them, it was a very important question. And one of them, it says, an expert in the law tested him with this question. How many of us have once or twice or in your lifetime as a believer, you've been tested? How many times do we avoid certain people? Because all they carry is tests against you to see how much you know of that which you say that you do know. A lot of of us say, well, I'm from this family. How much do you know of your family background? Well, I don't know. I, I just know we were born in the Bronx. But many of us, sorry to say, don't be offensive. I don't want to offend no one. Don't be offended. Some of us don't even know where our last name was originated. Some of us don't even know where we came from. Or how we got here. Of course, I know and we all know that through intimacy. But what caused us, what event took place for us to be here? It's important for you to know your origin. It's important for you to know your lineage. It's important for you to know the good and the bad that happened in your family line, so that you can know how to face the opposition and know how to embrace the things that will, and on purpose, enrich you as a person. Every every one of us would say, no, but I'm an individual. We are individuals, but we are made of components. And some of these components are positive, and some of these components are negative. Some of them more negatives than positives, and some of them more positive than negatives. Nevertheless, none of us are perfect. How many would understand that? Amen. Amen. And today I want to speak about, a, a, a you know, I, I love what took place here, the fire, the, the, the revival, and that's awesome. But let me ask you a question. Who do you go to bed with? regardless of how many people are in your your room or if you're alone, you go to bed with yourself. And there is a conversation in the deepest part of of your being because on a daily basis you receive and you reject. And your mind is like a magnet. How many of us have been to the supermarket and we come out of the supermarket and we're singing the same tune that they invaded us half hour in the supermarket. How many of you have? Been? Because your, your mind was magnetized by that song. And you go, oh my God, I don't know why I'm singing this song. And I was so upset that they wouldn't turn it off. But your mind got affected by your thought because it was kind con- your mind is like a sponge. And it a- and it absorbs whether it likes it or not. Right. You ever seen? You ever use sponges? And there's things you use soap, and there are things that you clean and wipe, and you could rinse the sponge, and it stays uh, in it, its natural color. But then there are other things that you clean, and you and you rinse it, and you wash it, but it never turns back to its original color. Amen. It always stays star- tarnished, stained for the life of it. Sometimes we just have to discard it because that which we tried to clean was so more powerful than the instrument that was used to clean it, that it got damaged. I want to talk about the mind. I want to talk about the mind of the believer because there is a warfare. You know, we speak about warfare and this is all powerful Christian vocabulary. I don't want no one to get offended. I'm not here to burst your bubble. I want you to stay on fire for God, but I want your feet to be on the earth. Amen? Amen. And I understand this, that many of us in the church, and we use the church as a refuge. Let, let me just tell you something. The church or the gathering of the saints is not my refuge. It's the place where I could publicly and freely express my belief and my worship unto the living God. Amen? Because the church is worse off than I am. We're in the same boat. We're in bad shape. Amen? The church is not the gathering. The church is you and the church is me. And the truth of the matter is that we're in warfare because my mind is being bombarded by every spirit of darkness and on a daily and constant basis, I got to be in warfare. How many can say amen? You could feel the Holy Spirit. You could jump. You could shout. You could do whatever. Cartwheels. You name it. You can do it. But in reality, you're going to go home and you're going to go home alone. And deal what's in your mind. And deal whether you're going to let it come down and filter, filter into your heart or discard it. Because out of the abundance of the heart speaks the mouth. But first goes through the mind. It first goes through the mind. And the mind is so fragile. You can be sick and live like you're well. And you can be well and live and have all the symptoms of a sick person. Because if you have a sick mind, you're sick. If you you have a healthy mind, you're in health. Come on, all the healthy people, give me a wave. I, I like to wake people up. I don't like nobody to fall asleep on me. Amen. There's a tendency among Christians to de- to de- to denigrate the word, the use of the mind, especially among many charismatics. No, this is something of the spirit, and we reject every logical thought because we want to go into a a, a way of thinking that everything is spiritual. I don't know. I, I, I re- it's hard to live here on earth with that kind of. Frame of mind. Everything, oh, this happened because of that. And everything has a reason. And we act and we talk like nuts. And the world cannot relate to us. We can't witness to the world effectively expressing ourselves that way. We are believers, but we're, we're human beings. Amen? Amen? Amen. And we got to let people know we have problems. We have difficulties. We go through hardship. But Jesus is our refuge. Amen. He is our anchor. Amen? Ooh, yeah, yeah. We live in the world of ideas, philosophies. Whoever wins the mind is part of the way of winning the heart. You notice that, that they don't show commercial. Your kid may not know how to talk or reason a lot of thoughts, but they know who McDonald is. They know Burger King. Why? Because they bombard the mind at the hour that they watch cartoons. And the repeated cycle, they invade the mind. They let that child know that the best thing in the world is the greasiest french fries and hamburgers that will kill them at an early age. But they want that thing. (laughs) And on top of that, you'll get a little toy. Because the law of repetition works. Amen? And on a daily basis, we are repeated a philosophy on a daily and constant basis. We are repeated a way of thinking, a way of accepting society today, and we have to submit to it. Yet they want to sue us or take us to court because we're trying to change things. Who's trying to change things? I'm giving you an option. If you want to believe, believe. If you don't want to believe, hell will receive you. But they don't want to give me a choice. They say this is the way it is, and you got to accept, and if you don't accept, we'll come after you. Isn't that the truth? See, but a lot of us take. well, you know, things are like that. We got to pray. There's time to pray, but there's a time to take action. There's a time to pray and a time to be silent, but there's a time to stomp and a time to yell. Amen? Amen. Church, it's time to yell. And yell at the right people. And not yell in the air. Yell at the people we voted for. Mm. One of the greatest needs today is to have Christians who are able to defend the faith and refute those who who oppose it either publicly, by debate, or print, books, articles, and even let's invade. How many of us have internet? I mean, I, I highly respect today the young people. The young people today are 200% smarter than when we were young. Hello, can, can we be honest? I mean, these, guys, these kids, how did you do that? Just hit, oh, forget it, just do it for me. Because it's complicated. But we can do a work that can be mighty and powerful in the hands of Christian young folk that have a mind renewed by the Word of God. See, if the the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ, that's got to mean something. Do you think this is a fantasy? The Bible says that we have the mind of Christ The apostle Paul said, now Jesus said, in order to to please God, how many of us know that obedience pleases God? See, God doesn't ask for, he doesn't give opinions, he gives commandments. A command is, you have no option, you have to obey. And they asked him, what is, you know, and Jesus said, this is the greatest commandment. Love the Lord with all your heart. Love them with all your soul. And love them with all of your mind. Your emotions, your sinful nature, and the place where you dissect and make choices. The mind is a place where God wants to dwell. See, when you have a mind filled with the power of the Word, you don't allow your mind to get filled with the junk of the world. How many, how many of us know there's a lot of junk in the world? Yeah. It looks good. It even lo- tastes good if we go about and taste it. No, but we've never done that because we're a holy church. But let's be truthful. We've, we've played with a lot of things of the world. And we said, wow, this is, what this, this is all right. But let me tell you something. The worst consequences don't happen immediately. They happen with time. And they even happen when you least expect or least want it. But it will show up. It will be in your face. It will demand from you, ask you to pay more than what you want to pay, and take from you more than what you want to give. Because the consequences of not understanding and taking for granted the power of the mind will affect you. Hallelujah. We have to be willing, brethren. We have to be willing to get into serious, I'm talking about serious debates. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, how long should the skirt be? Is it right to wear hair short or long? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about thoughts and ideas that affect people's salvation. I'm talking about thoughts and ideas who changed the philosophy and the theology of Almighty God. Amen? Who direct people in the wrong path and either draws them closer to God or shies them away. I'm talking about that type of philosophy. I'm talking about people being honest of the way they believe. And they they need someone that knows the truth to shake their tree. Shake their ground and bring them out of darkness into the light of Jesus Christ, amen. And we can't say and don't ever say because the pastor said, forget about what the pastor said, forget about what Pastor Lewis said, focus on what God said in his word, amen. For heaven and earth shall pass, and all the pastors, but his word, the written word of God, will never pass, amen. And it's interest. I mean, there's so many, oh yeah, uh, how could Jesus be both, both God and man? How, how could that be possible? How could Jesus be both, um, uh, how could, why did Jesus have each God? Why did he pray? For real, did, did Jesus really die three days? How could he die? And, and we see that it was Friday and then Sunday he resurrected. All these questions. People come against our faith and people have an agenda. Haven't you seen your neighborhood at one time in Utah? Only the whites could be saved according to the Latter day Saints. Today they're in the ghetto. Hello? (laughs) Years ago in their foundation, only whites can have access to a relationship with God. Today they're in El Barrio, they're in Harlem. Why? Because they know and they realize these people are so ignorant. We could go in there, deceive them, take their money, give them a false faith, and the truth will not penetrate. Hallelujah. It's interesting where the word says in Proverbs 18, 17, the first to present his case seems right. till another comes forward and questions him. There's a whole lot of people talking and saying a lot of things because nobody hath questioned them with the truth. Let us remember this. Jesus said the truth, and he said that he was sending us like sheep among wolves. Let me explain something to you. A sheep among wolves, it's a dangerous scenario, dangerous scenario. And sometimes you're surrounded, you may be alone, and you you probably be surrounded by a couple of wolves, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But let me just tell you, although it says greater is he that is in you that, than he that is in the world, let me tell you, if you're not invest, if you have not invested time in the truth, you will feel... And you will behave like a fool. Because you won't know what to say. Your faith will be mocked and stomped at. I don't know about you. When I was a kid, don't talk about my mother. You talk about my mother, those are fighting words. How many remember those times, right? (laughs) But people talk about our God. They step all over our faith, and it's like nothing. My mother was good, but she never gave her life to redeem me out of the way going to hell. Jesus Christ did. And we want to defend everybody else, and we don't stand up to defend the truth. Hallelujah. How many of us want fire? Let fire come out of your mouth with the truth. It's not about the feeling. It's about the power of the Word. The Word breaks the heart. The Word makes anyone that's hard as stone melt before the presence of God. The first martyr of the body of Jesus Christ was not an apostle, was not a a, a holy... It was a deacon. And the Bible says that when Stephen spoke of the truth, their hearts burned inside of them and they had to stone him to death. Because they could not hear another word. God's not expecting for me to go out. God is expecting for the people that don't have the titles to go out. I'm just here to equip those that have to go out. That's my job. Philippians 4. Ephesians rather 4, 11 and on. It's, it's Bible, yes or no? Amen. That's the pastor's job. Equip the flock so the flock can go and devour territories that the devil has claimed. But they don't belong to him. They belong to the kingdom of God. How many of us believe that? See, the reason why you were brought to this neighborhood, either Cleason or Classic Point, whatever point, people live in this neighborhood. It's not about the point. It's about people. Years ago, this was the filthiest, dirtiest, low-down, cheap-for-nothing neighborhood. And today, the people with money, they've invested because they say, there's good money to make here. We could make a lot of profit here. What about the people of the kingdom of God? We can make a profit in this neighborhood. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not upset. I'm just excited. See, we have to be shrewd, people. Jesus said, I sent you as sheep among wolves, but we should be shrewd as serpents. Not be cunning or, you know, connivers like serpents. Shrewd, smart. Hallelujah. And innocent as doves. One of the most... one of the things that impressed me the most of Jesus Christ is that He is the Almighty. He is the All-powerful. God made in the flesh, yet He kept it all under control. Nobody hu- was humiliated in all of humankind. Nobody was humiliated or humbled the most in Jesus Christ. That's power under control. Amen? And when you know something, you don't say what you know. You just use what you know to give God honor and glory. And that we may get good results and the devil may lose the debate. Lose, and th- losing is not about you winning. Losing is when hell loses. Because when hell loses, the kingdom wins. Amen? And that should be our focus. Let the kingdom win every single day using me as an instrument. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Every musician here knows that in order to get a good beat, the instrument has to be abused. The instrument has to be banged. Hello, is that true, Brandon? You gotta hit that string, you gotta put pressure. You, after a couple of uses, is not put more pressure. And that's the whole thing. We run from pressure. You wanna use drums, you, you wanna get a, a sound that let, I mean, put everything in harmony, hit that stick till it makes a noise and makes everything sounds good. If the stick breaks, get another one. But never stop banging it. Amen. And we're the sticks, we're the strings, and we're going to get pounded, but let it be to the glory of God. Because when we do, we bring a sound that breaks the enemy's territory. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. See, that's the idea of us being left here. Jesus Christ said, Lord, I ask that they may be in the place that I am. See, Jesus Christ was still on earth. Before he died, he prayed to the Father the book of John, and he said, I want them to be where I am, where you are. See, we can be here, and that is the whole idea. God wants us to be here, but at the same time as we're here, he wants us to be where he is, in a higher place, operating from another realm. That people get confused. I don't, know what's about, you know, I don't know what's about you, but the way you say things, how do I say it? I know they can't explain it, but it's the Holy Spirit. Amen? I went to Israel years ago, and the, the guy said, don't leave at night. He gave us all these horrible stories. Horrible stories shouldn't scare you if you haven't seen the manifestation yet. <laughs> So he said, "Oh, don't, don't go, don't go, don't leave the hotel at nighttime." And somebody over here, Jew, told me, "At nighttime, go to this place." And I said, "I'm going." <laughs> so we went. It was like to say we're going to the village here in Manhattan. All these artists, most of them born here, but they want to study in Israel, of Jewish lineage. And I met this artist. Beautiful pictures. But he looked at me and he said, you're a religious leader, right? I'm playing, I said, no, what, why do you, what makes you say that? No, don't. But he spoke good English. I said, you speak English without an accent. Oh, I'm from Michigan. And I'm here because my family's Jewish. And I've understood, look what he says, I've understood scriptures. And when he says scriptures, he's talking about what we call the Old Testament. And I'm making an effort to do the right thing. Because I know that what happened and keeps happening to the Jewish nation is because of their lack of understanding and living the word. I said, whoa. Then he said, Yeah, but about you, don't tell me you're not a religious leader. Yeah, I'm a pastor. I knew it. I said, how did you know it? He said, when you came out of that taxi, there was a light that shined when you came out. And it was a, you you have a, you're like the leader of this group, right? I said, well, I am and I'm not. Meaning... I'm not leading the expedition. I'm not leading the Israel trip. But I'm a leader, yeah, because Kathy was there. You know, Kathy, how many of you know Kathy? And we say, Kathy, we're going to go into a cab, and it's a Mercedes. He said, "Oh, that's classy. You know Kathy, right? <laughs> so we escaped. But this guy was able to discern that there was something com- coming out of my life. I don't say this to both. God forbid. See, but Jesus Christ said, as I am here on earth, I am the light of the world. How many of you know that Jesus Christ in the flesh, the natural Jesus Christ that we find in the gospels, he's no longer here. We're here. And because we're here, he says, you are the light of the world. Are we shining as light? How many wattage do we have? Or are we... Energizer now, you know, I'm the energizer light. I'm like the fluorescent, you know, I give little expenditure. I spend little, but I shine a lot. I'm in economy mode. See, in order to brighten and in order to be light of the world, you always have to be in midst of darkness. I could care less how much water you have. In the daytime, you're no good. No good for nothing. But in darkness, that's when people appreciate being around you. I hear Christians saying, I work in the greatest place on earth. Why is that? Everybody's a believer. Really? Really? Jesus would actually allow you to get fired so that you could go to a place of darkness and be the light of that place. Hello. Is God talking to somebody? Don't quit your job on account of what I just said. Because I don't have a job for you. Amen? It's interesting that an Irish author, an orator, A political theorist and philosopher, Edmund Burke, he said this, the only necessity for the triumph of evil is that good people do nothing. Whoa! I'll say that again. The only necessity for the triumph of evil is that good people do nothing. See, the government here in our city, they don't actually understand. They don't actually, they can't perceive and discern how the Holy Spirit, whether they want to or not, how the Holy Spirit wants to use them because we, the church, are not doing what we are called to do. And there's a a saying around there. You find signs in the subway, you find them in the bus, and it says this. If you see something, say something. Remember the past? Yeah. When I was a kid, you know, when you're a kid, you, you're nosy. And your followers say, Mira, no se ha presentado. Vámonos de aquí. You know, don't be nosy. Let's get out of here. And we don't say it, but we act that way. Yes. It's true. We know we could shake some people mm-hmm. because we have the truth. But we don't do it because we, don't, we want them to be nice with us. We still want them as friends. But if we're willing to be friends with Almighty God, the world will have no other choice but to release some people because the power of the Holy Spirit is more stronger and is more powerful than the grips of the philosophies of this world. How many of us believe that? Amen? Amen? But even as we try to win so many people jeopardizing and forsaking the power that dwells within us through his word. We will lose more than what we will win. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Not to the devil but to Jesus Christ. There is a Great commission And we all know it And we hear people talking about it You know this is Holy Spirit This is God Let's go out Let's bring unity That's all powerful But let us understand That command Not only brings people But that command plunders The kingdom of Satan We need to We don't need just to have good programs to lure people into the house. We need to go into the devil's kingdom and tear it down in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen? Amen. See, you know the fight that we're having because they want to put a mask in ground zero and all that? And we get into all these philosophies, but it wasn't until I went to Israel that I understood the philosophy and the idea of the enemy. I went to places where things happened. It's in the Bible. And things happened, and they were powerful. Like where Elijah was raised, where the uh, he was raised to go unto the Lord. Remember when he was separated from Elijah? And in all these places where in the time of war, in the 60s, the Muslims made altars of worship to rob the glory of Jehovah God so that they can receive glory and their God may be worshipped. Understand, if you don't take a stand and worship where you have to worship, the devil will be worshipped. That's why we find that the father of faith, Abraham, everywhere he went, he built an altar of worship. Everywhere you went in the desert, wherever Abraham was here, because there's an altar. Something happened here, because Jehovah God was worshipped. Then when his son was born, and his son was a man, he had to reopen every well. He had to reopen every place of worship because let me tell you something. If you don't worship God, whatever altar was passed on to you will be covered. But I pray to God that the next generation will raise up with a spirit of a warrior and say, Jehovah God will be raised in this place. And you could only do that Fasting and prayer is good, but you gotta face the enemy head on. You gotta sometimes get into debates. You gotta work with your reasoning. You gotta be persuasive. You gotta be defensive of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. You know, this walk, this is not for ignorant people. This is for people with a renewed mind. Did you understand that all of creation, nothing that was created under the heavens, can be renewed? Only the mind Hallelujah Of all the things that God created A tree can never become a tree Once it stops being a tree But we Created in the image And likeness of God We can lose that image And that reflection Of our maker But if we fall and we wash By the blood of Jesus We can be renewed all over Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen? Amen. We could turn back to that original uh, uh, relationship that Adam had with Almighty God. Through the second and the last Adam, Jesus Christ. So why not take advantage? Why not be opportunist? And invest in yourself. Don't invest so much in having a good time. Good times today guaranteed bad times in the future. Soak that. Let it soak in. Bad times today, hardship today will guarantee better times in your future. And believe you me, your future is going to be longer than your moment today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen? When you take time to read, when you take time to study, when you take time, you know, don't use the Bible as a Russian roulette. Let me see what the Lord says. Oh, God, this is not the way to study the Word. I know your pastor, I know this house, and I know this is a teaching house, but don't just be hearers of the Word, be doers. And as you become doers, you change, your mind changes. Amen. And the Bible talks; it has a whole bunch of, of verses where Paul, he, in Acts 9.29, he talked and debated with the Grecian Jews. In Acts 17, Paul went into the synagogues, and three Sabbath days he reasoned with them. I mean, he had arguments. He fought in favor of the truth. And if you want to take a note of all these verses, Acts 9.29, 17.2, 17.17, 184 1819, but he was a debater. People debate who's the best team, Yankees or the Mets. Yankee, Yankee. I know it's the Yankees, but why debate about it? If you know it, don't debate about it. Hello, see, somebody messed me up. Who said the Yankees? You troublemaker. <clears throat> see, for it, you know, people want to mock our faith, truly. People want to mock our faith, and with good reason. Because most of us that are called to be ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ, we don't know, a lot of us, I'm not saying all of us, but a lot of us, we don't know what we're talking about. We just know there was a service. I mean, this worship leader, little as she is, she yelled, something happened, <laughs> I was crying, I came to the oh, God! Oh, that was oh, goosebumps and oh, all, and, and what happened? I don't know, but it was good. You should have been there. But I want to know what's going on. We don't know what to say. Because you don't discern. You don't get deep into the word that your mind can be broken. And your mind gets broken when you start getting confused about the things that you thought before. And now you're told that they're not the truth. How many of it' is still linked unto well, my grandmother said, and my mama said, and i 'm saying it, and we 're all wrong. hallelujah, for we have not allowed Peter said in second Peter one sixteen for we have not allowed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but with but were I witnesses of his majesty? I mean, you gotta you gotta live some things. Because let me tell you something. When you live it, there's just a way of saying it that people are convinced. Amen. Because the heart had the heart, the mind, the whole natural being of us has a way of being witness of something, saying something. People say, Boy, you didn't only live it, it comes out of your paws. But many of us are saying, no, oh, because of, and it's all emotion. How many of us know emotions are good? Yes. But if you live on emotions, your house is built on sand. Amen. And when the wind comes, because it is coming. Oh, not me. Mm-hmm. Especially you who said, not me. When it comes, I pray and I hope that you found it on solid Foundational truth Not on an emotional High Sometimes you're going to come here And you're not going to feel anything Oh That worship leader I wonder what sin she's in Well nothing happened Nothing was supposed to happen You don't worship for something to happen You worship because he's worthy of all worship Amen Preaching was on fire today. Really? He shouldn't be the one on fire. You should be the one. Amen? Amen. Amen. Because I'm f- it's never the one who speaks this on fire. It's he who receives. Are you wet or are you on fire? Because if you're wet, you're not going to receive the word. But if you're on fire, that means you were dry. You were bone dry. Amen? Amen? How many of us want to make a little bonfire with wet wood? A little crackle, <laughs> couple of crackles. But when you put dry wood, man, we went on a bonfire on a trip, and I told the guy, I want a bonfire, a bonfire. I don't know it's gonna rain. Get me some dry wood, man. You get some dry wood, and a good bonfire. Rain ain't gonna kill it. Amen. So when I went there, you know, the men, they're all psyched up. And I, I gave them all the motivational talk, bring papers, bring things that you want to destroy, things that you represent your past. And everybody went, luggages, the whole nine yards to so burn them. And when I see that fire, a little rinky-dink like, I mean, I'm from the Bronx. I was grew up seeing buildings burnt down. Little fire. I called the brother. That's no fire. That's like a match. <laughs> I mean, I don't see no old cars here to burn the whole car. I need some fire. Then he bought a lot of logs. And then we made a fire. Amen? Amen? You couldn't get too close to it. Because, you know, when your, your skin is saying, enough. You know, it's crackling. <laughs> and your mustache is starting to shrink. <laughs> Whoa, this is real fire. See, but we need stuff like that. Amen? And and when you speak the truth, people they're in front of a bonfire. Because you're just throwing out flames, not to destroy, but to lure them. And to let them know how cold they live. And how much fire they 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 have to have in their lives. Because when you have the fire of the Holy Ghost, you know, you don't offend. You don't shy people away. You lure them to you. you. You bait. You bait in the hands of God. Amen? You become a fish. And they become piranhas. And they want to bite on you. But you stay there. You stay the course. And God pulls the reel. And when he comes up, you're the bait chewed up. But there's a prize. Amen? And sometimes you don't know what fish you're going to get. But you got him. Now he's in the kingdom. Now, because we know, we, we, we look at them, we're going to target you. Read this little verse. Bang, that's the opener. Then just read this other. Bang again. Say it with me, bang. Hey. Mm. <laughs> Amen? Hey. We bang them, and all of a sudden, I remember this, this brother that, we're co-laborers. And he said, oh, pastor, something happened to me. He said, what happened? It's a secret. I said, I like secrets. What happened? <laughs> Nobody knows, but I smoke. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know. Nobody knew. But I was banging this brother with the word. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> and one of those bangs, he said, one day, without knowing it, I'm going to smoke. On my way to work, and something happened. And I don't know how to explain it, Pastor. I said, Tell me the way you know how. He said, I had to throw it out. And my biggest urge to smoke was after I had dinner. Who was ex-smokers here? Who still has a problem with smoking? Let me tell you something. There's nothing more powerful than the word of God. And when the mind says no, the cigarette has to obey. Because it's powerful. And he said, my biggest lure, my biggest temptation was after I had dinner. Isn't that the, the greatest time for smoky? Come on, come on. Oh, had dinner. This was good, healthy food. Let me damage it with the smoke. But then he said, all of a sudden, and I don't have to smoke no more. I said, all right. That was a banging of God's word all over you, brother.'" But there comes a time when you got to make a decision. Let me tell you something. The devil knows that one of the most powerful tools of mankind is his decision. When man makes a a decision, not even God can interfere. Whoa. Is God all powerful? But that's the way he created us. It's not that he's no more powerful than us because if I, I want to be so summoned, I'm dead. <laughs> Who's going to win the debate? He won. But God did not create. God created me with the ability, with the sovereignty of making choices and then live on the consequences of my choices. Amen? Amen. But I have the power in my mind. Who gave it to me? Jehovah God in his time of creation. But if I make my mind, if I make a decision to serve Almighty God with the whole package, all of hell has to leave my life. Amen? Because now I walk with the mind of Christ. Now I know what is the devil's strategy to make me come down and I'm getting hold of God's way that I may live in victory. Not in church. Not in the gathering. I don't need to be victory here. My main victory, I need it outside. I don't see nobody attacking me here. You ever see, you see anybody poking you or, or saying things about? And if they did, you're in, you got a whole other people to sit around. But I need the power of the redeeming truth in the world. Amongst my family members. I gave my heart to Jesus. I used to smoke two and a half packs a day. I needed to have marijuana cigarettes every single day. In the train station, I would have my first marijuana cigarette, go to work at lunchtime, I would have a couple, and then in the evening, I had to finish with them. One day, somebody told me that Jesus is love. Talking about mine, I got confused. Because I said, how in the world can a God so powerful, as you say, love a person like me? But I thank God that he is a loving. He is a loving God. Amen? Amen. Amen? And at the time, before we were anything, my wife told me, God has the power to change your life. I thought she was a nut, to be honest. I don't doubt it sometimes still, but uh, (laughs) she's not here. Hallelujah. Don't you tell her I said that. (laughs) But my wife would tell me, God could change you. I weighed about 126 pounds and maybe a little more if I was wet. But I was confused. I was 18 years of age, and when she told me, God can change you, and she would say things that today I don't remember everything, but at the time I know something, that every word that she would say would bring back positive consequences. And she told me something that drove me crazy. She could see how much I, I I was a chain smoker. One after the other, one after the other, just to keep a little calm. And she told me, "Um, if you ask God to help you, he will take that habit away. And I said, wow, I don't know. And I was afraid that people see me praying. That was like not good, you know. But I remember I used to stay in my aunt's house. And I would actually, I did it a couple of times. I would actually wait for everybody to go to sleep. And I would actually spy, make sure that everybody was sleeping. <sighs> Praying? <laughs> no good. So I would check the whole, all the rooms, and I would sleep in my cousin's, cousin's room, and when I see that he was sleeping, I would go on my knees. And this was my simple prayer. God, if what Midalia says is true, I want you to take this habit away. Maybe two months. Little by little, I felt less urge to smoke. At nighttime, all the lights out, you'd only see my cigarette light, the the butt. And one time, I'm with a little cousin, and I'm smoking, and she spoke, and such a horrible the nastiest sewage type of smell came out of her mouth that I said, oh, my God, this girl stinks. In, in Spanish, she's rotten inside. Because I thought it came out of her mouth. And it got me so sick, I couldn't smoke. I said, oh, my God, she ruined my smoke time, everything. And I accused her. Little did I know, she was nowhere to be found. I wasn't even in the house, and the same thing happened. September 6, 1975, I went to a family party. I remember to this day, I had a cigarette and a half. I went to a party, and I would, I would drink liquor, by the gallons you bring it I'm consuming it and you know the more you drink the more you could resist and that day I remember Miller High Life that my uncle he was like my partner for drinking and those little I don't know seven or six ounces, like what they call Malta you know those sizes bottles I had a couple of sips, and I didn't. Then all the family wants to interrogate me. What's wrong with me? You know, you're not do, you're not saying nothing. The day after, there was a, ca- a, a rally in Randall's Island. Gigi Avila was supposed to be there. I went there, and the Holy Spirit got a hold of me. Everything was cast out. I remember I was slain on the floor. I, to this day, I could... I, Today, I could understand. Demons came out of my life. Darkness was rebuked, and the light went in. Amen? But you want me to tell you the truth? My mind was still the same. My mind was far from being renewed. And it took men Men with chuspa, men, men with pants in their places, speak into my face, make me cry. But men that were used by instruments by Almighty God to transform the way I thought. Men with life of testimony. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I mean, you come to Jesus, you're saved immediately. But renewing your mind, it's a process. But if you don't fall in that process, you could be a Christian for 50 years. And if you don't renew your mind, you're still the little wimp that just came to Jesus. Now I'm being insultive on purpose. I want you to become uncomfortable. I want you to become so uncomfortable for the lack of understanding that you have. Because you need to be filled with the word. You don't need more filling of the Holy Spirit. You got the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pentecost passed. We don't need Pentecost no more. We got the blood that has cleansed of us all sin and has guaranteed us a baptism of the Holy Spirit through the cleansing of the blood. We now need to renew our minds. Yes. We need to be new folks. Amen. Give me a wave. Are you receiving this word? Yes. Yes. This word is to make you feel uncomfortable. But this word is to make you... Listen, in order to get a good piece of meat, you got to put it in the fire. Yeah. Amen? Amen? We always want to talk about the glory. Oh, God, he went into the oven. He w- But if there's no pain, there's no glory. God only showed himself. God, Jesus only healed because they were sick. You know something before the Lord? Oh, yes, Lord, I'm sick. Yes, Father. Ooh, I, I'm crippled. I need something. Do something in me. But sometimes we want to, oh, no, not me. Who? Huh. Oh, don't say that about me. I, I've been a Christian for 50 years. Big deal. God's been God from eternity. Nothing moves him. Amen? Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Before you were, he was. And he always will be. It's, it's right to get right with God. It's right to get a, a clear understanding. You know, listen, I've been in the church long enough and I see you. I've ha- This is the best place to be in. But one of the most deceitful places to be in as well. Because we get on move with all these emotions. But we can't really... And you know the whole thing is there is a guilt trip on the mind of many believers because after it's all done, after the music's down, all the hoopla, all the jumping, all the you know the reality sets in. You say, "Wow, I'm in the same place that I was last year." You ever hear people saying, "Oh, I'm leaving this church because nothing changed." Yeah, nothing changed because you didn't change. See, don't blame, don't blame other people. Right. If you don't change, right. nothing's going gonna, nothing's to gonna change. Amen. Because it, surrounding doesn't change you. You change the surrounding. Amen. I don't know the sister's name, but it doesn't matter how bright and doesn't matter what color I put, she will still see me by the reflection of the color of her shades, with all due respect. But isn't that the truth? And some people have a way of seeing things. It doesn't matter what you do. They're still going to see you by the level of the way of thinking. If they have a corrupt or lack of understanding of way of thinking, they're going to discern everything by the level of their their understanding. Hello. I believe this. I believe that for these greater times, because these are great times. How many, how many, you know, this is the word of the moment. Oh, we're in times of crisis. That's actually a setting for God's greatest manifestation. God only, we, we only saw the glory of God when the worst happened. See, and we're, we're, we're still not in that bad situation. We, we need worse things so that God can realize that the God that we serve, the God that we've been talking about, He is Almighty. He is all-powerful. He's alive and well. Amen? But they need to see us go through the same things that they go through. And they, when they see us have a spirit of peace, shalom in our minds. See, because when, when you get weary about your job, you get weary about this, you get weary... It's because your mind is not set in the right things. Oh, I'm going to lose my house! you could still live somewhere else. Amen? Amen? Nobody said that you were guaranteed a house here on earth. You're going to have less bills. You're going to live... Oh, so you don't need the house. That house is a curse. <laughs> Who wants to live in a curse? I don't. Yeah, but I had an extra bathroom. Borrow your neighbors. Come on, let's be for real. Buy him toilet paper. I'm going to give you tons of toilet paper. Let me use your bathroom once a week. Hello. But don't, you know, don't lose sight of your faith. Don't lose sight of where you are in Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. One of the greatest powers of Satan is to keep us quiet. Because he knows that if we open our mouths, Seasoned with the truth, empowered by good decisions, the kingdom of darkness will lose. And I believe this is what God is about. People are stupid no more. You say something, people are going to the internet, prove what you said if it was right or wrong. Hello. People don't need dictionaries today. They just need to borrow a laptop if they can't afford one into a wireless place, buy $3 coffee and tap into what you said if it was true or not. Hello. But at the same time, the truth will never lose its power. And the truth coming out of the mouth of an instrument of Almighty God. We're powerful. Let us stand. I pray you receive the word. I have so much, else, so much more to say, but I know time is limited. But I just pray that you may be honest with yourself and be honest with God. Be honest with this truth that you need more than what you have. then you need to know more than what you know. And I conclude with this verse. Peter said, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. He also said, prepare your minds for action. Let me burst your bubble, your intellectual bubble. If you prepare your mind just to know, you're wasting your time. But if you prepare your mind for action, you're inviting the Holy Spirit to be your helper. To be your direction. Darkness. Will surrender at your feet. Don't boast. Be humble. For it's not you or me. But the power of the Holy Spirit. That dwells within us. I'm just going to make a general prayer. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit. Many times we come to the front and we publicly show that we did so. I don't want you to do that. I just want you to surrender your heart unto the power of the Holy Spirit. God wants to do something beautiful in your life. You're not here by coincidence this word had your name all over it because you're that important to God hallelujah the word of God says that we should stimulate our minds to wholesome thinking father I come before you Lord in the name of Jesus I cast out every argument every and whatever debate that comes against the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ Holy Spirit I pray that your people may surrender unto you, not unto man but unto you the teacher, the greatest teacher of all Jesus that spoke truth and that every word that came out of his mouth had spirit had life I pray that we may go into that process, that we may surrender, that you may continue to add to us understanding, knowledge, wisdom. Father, I pray that we may reflect the very image of Jesus Christ, that every time he spoke, those that were against him were offended by the truth at the same time with that same word, The humbles were blessed. The humbles were raised and redeemed by the powers of darkness. I thank you for this house. I thank you for my dear friend, my pastor, Pastor Victor and Gwen. I pray you bless them continually, Lord. I pray that you bless the leadership of this house, blesses the pastoral family. You bless all his kids oh God Father thank you For the legacy they're they're leaving Thank you Lord God For the word dwells in this place I pray Lord that your people Not stomp on it or reject it But receive it And let the Holy Spirit Work in them And even as you said Through the prophet Jeremiah That we may in your hands Be like clay that you may form us, O God, to the likeness and the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. I bless you, Father. We give you honor and we give you glory. We pray that you may continue to work in us, O God. Thank you for your word says that you were good and faithful to finish that which you have started. Truly, you've started something in us, but I pray that you continue until it's all completed. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Just thank the Lord for He's doing something in your mind. He's made you feel uncomfortable today a little bit. He's made you feel some, somewhat, oh man, I'm so far from the truth. That's okay. Because we're in the right path Father I pray for every program I pray for every agenda that this house has for the remaining time of this year I pray Holy Spirit that every effort they make to bring people to help disciples those that are part of the house I pray that they all may come to a fullness of of growth. Father God, that this house may develop and produce people saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That they may be agents of redemption, O God. They may go after the lost and bring them to the shining light of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the power that dwells within us in the light of the truth. We are more powerful than the darkest night of hell. Thank you, Father, for the shine of the truth will bring many to the truth. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We give you honor and glory. We pray it in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord Jesus Christ a clap offering. Would you guys bless? Yeah. Then I got to be honest, you guys were set up and by God. Amen. There's 127. There's another service going to start here at 3 o'clock. I want to dismiss you guys. Go to get your coffees, have your little quick fellowships downstairs. Can we be back up here at 10-2? If I unfold the plan that we have to take over this nation. This 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 neighborhood for uniting the body. Okay, yes. you're dismissed.